Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is John Beaver, the CEO of BioLays. Good morning, John. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good. So, John, for those that aren't familiar with BioLays, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Absolutely. Uh, BioLays is the world's leading laser dental company. So we're the only company that has developed lasers specifically for the dental industry. Uh, we actually have two lasers that we make. Uh, one is what we call an all-tissue laser, an all-tissue laser that cuts both soft and hard tissue. Uh, that is under our water lace brand. And then we sell a diode or soft tissue laser under our Epic brand. Um, very interesting that um, you know, there are many applications with both of these lasers. Um, there are over, over 80 FDA cleared indications for our water lays and many for the diodes. Um, the penetration of both of these um, types of lasers is a little bit different. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about the U.S. first, where in the U.S., uh, less than 8% of dentists have an all-tissue laser, um, whereas for the diode laser, about 40% of dentists in the U.S. dental offices have a diode laser. The reason that we say we're the world's leading laser company is of that um, 8% market penetration in the U.S., we have about 60% market share. Um, and in the, uh, in the diode space, uh, we have about 25% market share, which is still about uh, twice as much as the number two um, manufacturer. So we make all of our products in um, California, so they're all U.S. made. Uh, we ship all over the world, though. We have about... About 65% of our revenue is derived from U.S. and about 35% uh, international. Uh, we have a direct sales force in the U.S. and a, um, a um, network of distributors internationally where we sell in over 80 countries. And we also um, generate our revenue uh, really three different categories. One are the lasers themselves, which make up about 60 to 65% of our revenue. Uh, the other is the consumable tips. Think about, for the most part, single-use laser tips, disposable laser tips. And that usually is about 20 to 25% of our revenue on any you know, quarterly basis. And then the re remainder of the revenue is made up of, of service and warranty work. And so I'm sure we'll get into some of the uses for the laser uh, later, but uh, that's a quick overview of the company. Okay. And then how big of a market are you addressing? So there are about 180,000 dentists in the U.S. Um, with that um, market size, we believe that every dentist should have a laser. Uh, and so the market share is, you know, or market size is tremendous. In, internationally, it's a little bit different market with reimbursement. Um, you know, many countries, uh, not every dentist could probably afford uh, this technology. Uh, so we really focus on the top for the most part, 5 to 10% of the dentists in a country that we believe uh, this technology could benefit their practice. Um, one thing that you know, really excited me when I joined the company about five years ago, I did the, the quick math on you know, what does additional market penetration just in the U.S. mean to the company. And you know, we're about a you know, 45 to $50 million revenue company just 1% increase in that uh, utilization from the 180,000 dentists um, above where we are today, assuming we still get our 60% historical you know, market share, 
is $50 million of revenue, and that does not include the follow-on consumables piece. So the market opportunity is tremendous um, in the U.S. and international. Okay. And and so you, you cover a lot of ground on, on what you uh, take care of, so it's a little hard to answer this, but is there one main competitor, or are you by far in the lead and there's a bunch of little guys, or what's the competitive landscape look like? Yeah, so the competition, there are other laser companies selling to dentists. Most of those lasers came from um, medical or derm applications, and they entered the market, you know, kind of retrofit into the dental market. Um, we have uh, certain uh, competitors in, I would say, individual niches of the market. Um, but when people ask me, uh, either dentists or, or investors, who's your main competitor, it's really share of wallet by the dentist. So in other words, if I'm a dentist sitting here with um, you know, fifty dollars to $100,000 to invest in my practice, I have a lot of different options uh, to invest that money. I can buy a comb beam, an uh, oral scanner, a 3D printer. I can go out and buy um, new TVs for my waiting room, um, or I can buy a laser. Um, really, that's the discussion we have with dentists is why the laser should be what they invest in. Once we convince them of that, you know, we win more than, than our fair share. Okay, so why do they buy the laser? Does it make them money, or is it just good for the patients, or, or why? Yeah, it's really all the above. And I think dentists fall somewhere on the spectrum between um, patient care and, you know, the business side of making money. And some are more incentive than others, you know, somewhere on that spectrum. Uh, but they all care about both. It's just maybe, uh, you know, not always equally. So from a patient care standpoint, uh, the technology that we have is tremendous in terms of being non-invasive, uh, less healing time, less pain, and therefore less you know, kind of drama in the dental office uh, for the patient. Uh, greater recovery um, you know, is it, really a, a, a life-changing experience for the patient going into a laser dentist because it's so unlike anything that they've ever had before. Um, and so obviously that, that helps the patient, but that also brings word of mouth and increased traffic flow. Uh, we're obviously in the, in the Yelp review uh, generation now and other reviews. And so that, that word of mouth is, is great uh, from their own patients, getting new patients. Um, but from an ROI standpoint and just increased revenue for the, uh, for the office is also uh, can be very beneficial, for instance. Let's say you have a general practitioner in the U.S. that um, today, because of the invasive nature of a lot of endo and perio work, uh, really doesn't do a lot of, um, yeah, I'm generalizing here, but it really doesn't do a lot of that specialty procedures. And so they'll refer out to the specialists, the endodontist, the periodontist, even the pediatric dentist, maybe to do um, infant phrenectomies and so forth. Uh, what our laser allows them to do is because of the ease of use, the non-invasive nature, less blood and suturing during the procedure, they can keep that procedure in-house and not refer out to the specialist for you know, moderate cases. And that greatly enhances their revenue stream. Uh, what we do uh, typically when we're going through uh, either a trial or a, a discussion with the dentist is we'll track the number of procedures that they weren't doing before. And what we found is if you just do one or two additional procedures a week, which are really easy to do in terms of you know, adding those procedures to your mix, 
um, it has a 200% ROI on the investment in the laser. Okay. So currently, what's the standard of care that you're most up against? Again, I know numerous applications. Right. So let me talk about uh, maybe three or four different things. Um, I'll start with restorative because that's the easiest one for probably the layman to understand. Um, do you do you have kids? Uh, no. Okay. So do you remember going to the dentist and did you ever have a cavity? Yeah. No, I have been a kid and I do remember okay. having a cavity. <laughs> yeah. So when when you, you know back then, I'm sure you went to the dentist. You had a a big needle uh, that you, the dentist gave you a shot, and then you had the high-speed handpiece or drill drilling on your teeth. Uh, you were numb for hours afterwards, uh, couldn't eat or drink anything. Um, you know, not a great experience for the child or the parent. Uh, what we do is with our laser, because it's an all-tissue laser, uh, many of our pediatric dentists have never given a shot to a, a, a patient, which is unbelievable. And what that allows uh, the patient to do is get multiple procedures in one day. Let's say you have a, a cavity on one side of the mouth and another one on the other side of the mouth. Typically, without um, a laser, you would have to go back to the dentist twice, get shot twice, and so forth, because you can't numb your whole mouth. You know, the, the child will uh, chew his, his, his tongue. And what we're able to do is, because of the non-invasive nature, be able to provide that treatment without a shot, and they're back at school. You know, the the uh, shortly thereafter, and really diminish the amount of of um, dental anxiety that that child has. One of the things I I uh, say is my mission statement is I'd love to raise a generation of kids not afraid of going to the dentist. So that's one example. Um, endo is another example. If anybody's ever had a root canal, traditional instrumentation in a root canal treatment. Um, kills about 50 or 60% of the bacteria. I always like to say um, with people I'm talking with, you know, if you go to a surgeon and, and you're in the waiting, you're in the recovery room and they say, you know, the doctor comes in and says, surgery went well, we got about 50% of the bacteria out of that surgical site. I don't know about you, but I'm not feeling real great about that. Um, with our laser, we can get 99.5% and higher bacteria out of that um, uh, area which makes that root canal much more likely to be effective and less chance of retreatment. Um, and maybe two more I'll give you examples of. One is periodontal surgery. Uh, periodontitis is, is a fast-growing and has been almost epidemic proportions in the U.S. with um, almost two-thirds of adults having some form of periodontal disease. Well, a traditional way of treating that, once it gets you know, bad enough where your doctor is no longer saying, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, um, when they finally do do something about that, it's a pretty, I would say, barbaric surgery. They amputate your gums open, uh, use instrumentation to clean out all the stuff in there to try to uh, get uh, uh, new, uh, new tissue um, uh, promoted and healing, and then sew you back up. Uh, with our laser, we can go subgingivally, a lot of times not have to cut open the gums and heal that, um, that, um, that, uh, that uh, spot in, in the um, sockets and around the gums. Another thing is periimplantitis. So implants, one of the fastest growing aspects of dentistry, you know, it seems like everybody's getting an implant. Well, one of the little known facts about implants is that about 20% of implants fell in the first three years. 
traditionally you would have to take that implant out, regrow bone around that area, maybe wait nine months to 12 months, and then pay another two to $5,000 to get the implant put back in. Uh, what we're able to do, because our water lays did not generate heat, and we have a patented side firing tip, we can go in with the tip, clean around that area, clean the implant, and basically heal the implant, keep the implant in place, uh, saving you know a lot of money for the uh, for the patient, and also really creating a nice niche for the um, for the dentist doing that procedure. Okay, so lasers seem like they make sense, but there's got to be a lot of other lasers out there. Why is yours better? So we have, as I mentioned, the only laser designed for dentists. A lot of the uh, competitors went to a um, or came from a, a medical uh, side. You know, lasers have been around as a gold standard of care for the body everywhere really but the mouth. Um, that's the only place the lasers haven't taken over that standard of care yet. So we have the Goldilocks wavelength. It's a 2780 erbium chromium YSGG. And what that means is it's perfect for cutting both soft tissue and hard tissue. doesn't generate heat. So the applications are are... Yeah, I always hate to, to use the word limitless, but I would say near limitless. Uh, but the other thing that really, uh, I think, stands us above and beyond other dental laser companies or companies that are selling lasers to dentists is the continuing education and training. Because we are the leader in this field, uh, we put on a lot of events around, um, e even after the doctor buys a laser, for continuing education and, and training. Um, I believe that, you know, for many years as we were in the, um, what we would call the innovator side of the adoption curve, the first 5% of, you know, anybody, but in this case dentists, adopting new technology, really those guys wanted something that was new, um, you know, noteworthy, uh, first on their block with it. But now we're into the early adopter segment, the next 5 to 15% of the segment of, of dentists, and those dentists require after-sales service, continuing education, training, making sure that they have the support they needed. And I will tell you that um, from a, a dental laser company, uh, we're second to none in that area. Okay. And, and how about IP protection for it? So we have over 300 patents and another, uh, I believe, 20 um, pending patents around that. So we're fully protected. Um, there's you know no other... Uh, dental laser out there with the 2780 wavelength. Um, on the diode side, which is the soft tissue side, which we obviously sell a lot of uh, those lasers as well, uh, we have a lot of patents around that. But it's a more fragmented market, you know, more competition um, uh, there. But for the water laser and the all-tissue laser, uh, we're certainly fully protected. Okay. And then how long have you guys had product on the market? And, you know, why expecting the growth now and what's the growth strategy? Yeah, so we've had, we've been selling lasers to dentists for 20 years. As I said we've concentrated um, early on on that innovator, the first 5%, and did a good job incorporating the technology into that. Um, I would say dentistry moves slow, uh, new technology moves slow. Uh, a lot of times we compare what we're doing with uh, LASIX, you know, corrective vision surgery in, in ophthalmology. Uh, back in the 90s, you know, kind of pre-LASIX, everybody was getting um, their, their corrective vision surgery done with a scalpel. Now nobody would do it. Uh, but it took, you know, LASIX 20 years to take over as a gold standard of care. 
So from a strategy standpoint, how do we, you know, our question is always, how do we accelerate this adoption curve? Because that's really the big thing. We, we have proven technology. We have great after-sales service. So how do, we, how do we accelerate the adoption of this technology? And it's really, for us, a, a three-pronged strategy. One is on the specialists, the endodontist, periodontist, pediatric dentist. You have to get them using this technology. And that's been a big focus for us as we've started um, Water Lays Academies, designed for the specialists, additional training, getting some really um, key opinion leaders in these specialties using our product. Uh, that success has been uh, very good over the last few years. We've had about 50% of our U.S. Water Lays sales go to specialists. And why that's important is not only when you get the specialists using it and maybe some of these key opinion leaders using it, other specialists follow, but even more importantly than that, is the GPs who are doing some of these procedures or wanting to do some of these specialist procedures, once again, to keep the revenue in-house for them. They look at these specialists and really determine what, how, you know, how they're treating disease, how they're treating the patient, and look to them as you know, what should the standard of care be. So we've had really good luck with that. Um, how do we get to the GPs as well? Um, I will tell you that uh, about four years ago, I was spending a lot of time riding along with um, our territory managers, and what I heard from non-laser dentists, you know, dentists that had not incorporated this technology yet, was uncertainty. They would say, John, you know, you tell me about all this great stuff, but I'm really not sure if I can learn how to use a laser. Didn't learn in dental school in many cases. I'm not sure if my patients will accept it, my office will accept it. I'm not sure if I can make money at it. And that was really the genesis of our Water Lays exclusive trial program. And that's where predominantly GPs and predominantly our Water Lays I Plus machine, um, we will place that machine in a doctor's office for 45 days, give them upfront two days of training, track their procedures, really hold their hand during that 45 days with mentors coming in their office, making sure that they're um, you know, fully um, up to speed on, on certain procedures and also office flow. And at the end of 45 days, we ask them, do you want to buy the laser or not? And we've had over 50% say yes this year. Uh, we've sold almost 150 lasers through that program over the last few years. So that, that program has been tremendous and will continue to, um, to, um, to have that program next year as well. And then the third is around dental service organizations, corporate dentistry, if you will. Um, many dentists coming out of dental school are coming out with 300, 500,000 of student debt are not going to work um, on their own, um, at least immediately. They're going to work in many cases for corporate dentistry. Um, Heartland happens to be the, the largest DSO in the U.S. with over 2,000 offices, I believe 2,500 dentists working under the umbrella. You would never know a Heartland office walking into one, but they're owned by KKR, very metric-driven. So how do we get these DSOs to incorporate this technology? And that's you know, the third prong of our focus for Heartland. I'll stay on that example. Um, they came to us a few years back and said, we have these uh, GPs that are some of our top GPs in our system, uh, GPs, general practitioners, and we want you to teach them how to do periodontal surgery so that we can keep patients in the practice and increase our revenue. Um, I will tell you that, and you can go to our website at, at biolays.com and see some of the testimonials, all of those dentists paid for their laser in four to seven months just with additional uh, procedures, and so they ended up buying the laser. So we continue to work with Heartland in training, 
further programs to get this indoctrinated. Heartland's not the only DSO we're working with. We're working with another handful of, uh, of DSOs around that. So we think, we think that three-pronged strategy is a way to accelerate the adoption. And so far, it certainly has worked. Uh, the last couple of years, we've surpassed um, uh, revenue from even pre-COVID levels. Uh, revenue in 2022 is higher than 2021. Uh, by significant margins, so you know we really are are excited with this strategy and uh, continue to to uh, deploy it. Okay, so how are you reaching them? Do you have a direct sales force or what? Yeah, direct sales force in the U.S. and a, a distribution network internationally. And our direct sales force in the U.S. I, I mean, I obviously I'm biased, but I think it's second to none in the dental industry. Um, one of the things that we really focused on the last couple of years was retention of that sales force because there's really nothing worse for a, from a revenue standpoint from us and losing one of those territory managers and then having that territory maybe open three to five to six months, then training somebody new really not up to speed for another six months. You could have a year in that territory where you're really not, not there. Uh, we have 26 territories uh, today. And I'm happy to say that all territories are filled, um, and that's the first time in the company history that um, we've been able to say that. And also, we've had zero turnover in that uh, field sales force um, over the last year, which is tremendous. But how do we reach out to to the dentists as well? It's one thing to have the you know territory managers out there, but we also have to generate for them for them marketing qualified leads, um, and we do that through a number of ways, you know, direct mailing emails, social media. Uh, we're huge on social media there. And so I was actually looking at some data uh, last week, in fact. We've heard more marketing qualified leads come in through nine months this year than we had all of last year. And through nine months of this year, it's more than double what it was when I started back in 2017. So I think that's a combination of two things. Um, one is our marketing team is doing a great job. Our message is really resonating with the dental population, dental community. But second, um, yeah, I get asked all the time, why now? You've been doing this for you know 20 years, uh, selling this type of laser into dentistry. Why now? Why is today different? Now I'll tell you that the the marketing qualified leads MQLs coming in is just one metric that we use. But for the first time. And I think anybody that had been here a long time has said, we're getting inbound calls on dentists wanting to talk about lasers and inquiring. That's a huge seismic shift for us. Um, you know, for many years, it was us really working hard to get them to sit down and even talk about lasers. Uh, now we're getting uh, unsolicited inbound calls wanting us to come out and talk to them about lasers. That's, as I said, that's a huge shift. Okay. How much is the product? Um, so we typically don't give competitive information, so I'll give you ranges. Um, obviously, we're one of the few, um, if not only, pure play public dental laser company, and so we like to keep those pretty close to the vest. Um, but for the water lays, um, we have two separate um, products, an express and an I-plus express is a little bit lower power, a little bit smaller machine than the I-plus. We sell many more I-pluses than express. And the range of price of that is fifty to 80000 all in. That includes training, warranty, and so forth. The diodes um, are Epic brand, uh, much less expensive, 
uh, those are in the five to ten thousand dollar range. Okay. And, and what a dentist, I was going to say, please. what a dentist typically does with the with the diode is they just put it on their credit card, and you know we get paid immediately. Um, in the U.S., once again, direct sales, uh, they typically will finance that. Um, these lasers last a long time, so there's no issue financing that over, you know, five, six um, plus years. And um, they'll finance that either through their bank, credit union, or third party that uh, we can introduce them to. Introduce to them. It's a unaffiliated party. So the great thing from from a working capital standpoint and credit risk is we get paid almost immediately when we ship the laser, and we have no uh, risk of credit loss um, on U.S. sales. Okay, and you touched on it a little bit, but in terms of revenue model, you have a consumable as well. Is that correct? Yes, it's about 20 to 25 percent of our revenue. A little bit like razor, razor blade. Um, uh, for the most part, single-use laser tips. So you would put a laser tip on the laser, do a procedure on a patient, then just throw it away. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, I would say not a lot. Some of our la laser tips are multi-use, uh, some of the more expensive ones. And so that's a significant part of our revenue. I get asked all the time about what would you like your percentage of revenue to consumables to be? You would want it to be higher, right? I say yes, but not now. Given where we are in market penetration of the lasers, you know, we're selling a lot of lasers. And, and obviously the cost of a laser is much more than the cost of a consumable. So um, I really look at sequential growth, year-over-year um, -year growth on the consumables to show us that we're doing a good job there. Okay. And in terms of gross margins, are you making money on the razor and the razor blade? Uh, yes, uh, consumables have a higher margin than the um, than the laser, uh, which is you know not atypical uh, for this type of model. Um, we believe that uh, to get to EBITDA positive, which we said publicly we will be next year, we need to be in the kind of mid uh, to low fifty percent margin, and we have plans in place to get there next year. Okay. So as we monitor the company over the next year, are there any upcoming events or catalysts that we should look for? Uh, yeah. So from an event standpoint, I was once again looking at our events calendar. Um, we're going to have over 500 events next year. Um, and those are a lot of training, being in shows, being at conferences and so forth. But the other thing that um, I'm looking forward to is um, adding additional clinical indications and um, and uh, consumables to the lasers. I expect some good things to be coming out next year on that as well. Um, and as I said, um, getting to uh, kind of that mid to high 50s of revenue next year, uh, showing um, uh, improved margins, and always, you know, a couple of the things that I look at from a metric standpoint is how is our trial program batting average going. I mentioned it's over 50% this year. We want it to be at least 60% next year, and we have plans uh, to do that and, and ways to tweak it to make it even better than it was this year, and we had an outstanding year this year in that. And the other thing that I look at, uh, one of the other metrics, is percent of sales to new customers. I mentioned before that uh, for many years we sold to the um, innovators of that uh, of that um, population, the dental population, and we sold over and over to them. So uh, less than 50% uh, of our sales were to new customers. Uh, we continue to penetrate new customers 
and have had that percentage over 80% this year, which is a uh, key indicator for us. Okay. So, John, before we go, is there anything you want to leave us with, any main takeaway? Well, I think the, the main takeaway is why now, right? As, as we've talked before, this laser and this technology has been around for a little bit, so why is today any differently, any different than five years ago uh, when we still had under 10% market penetration? And it's really around the go-to-market strategy that we've had. I mentioned the three-pronged strategy of working with specialists, um, trial programs for the GPs and the DSOs. That's really kicking into gear and has been for the last year or so. Um, and the time is now. Uh, I get excited every time I get a call from a dentist saying, you know, I want to buy a laser, somebody I haven't talked to before, or I, I want somebody to come out and do a lunch and learn on the laser. We're willing to make the purchase. Uh, so it just feels differently now than it than it has been before. Whereas I mentioned, um, you know, we really had to struggle to get those conversations with dental office. Now they're coming to us, and we're I think very well uh, positioned to take advantage of that um, going into next year. Very good. Well, John, thanks for taking the time and sharing the BioAge story. Thank you, Jeff. Always a pleasure.